0: Chapter 22 of Memoirs of Distinguished Men of Science of Great Britain, living in the years 1807-8. to 8. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dick Bourgeois Doyle. Memoirs of the Distinguished Men of Science of Great Britain, living in the years 1807-8 to 8, by William Walker, Jr. Chapter 22. William Henry, M.D., fellow of the Royal Society, etc. Born December 12, 1774. Died September 2, 1836. Dr. William Henry, the distinguished chemical philosopher, was born at Manchester. His father, Mr. Thomas Henry, was a zealous cultivator of chemical science. The earliest impressions of Henry's childhood were, therefore, such as to inspire interest and reverence for the pursuits of science, and, he is said, when very young, to have sought amusement in attempting to imitate, with such means as were at his disposal, the chemical experiments which his father had been performing. A severe accident which occurred in early life by disqualifying him for the active sports of boyhood also contributed to determine his taste for books and sedentary occupations. This injury, occasioned by the fall of a heavy beam upon his right side, was of a very serious nature and materially checked his growth. It left, as its consequence, acute neuralgic pains which recurred from time to time with more or less severity during the remainder of his life. Dr. Henry's earliest instructor was the Reverend Ralph Harrison, who possessed considerable repute as a teacher of the ancient languages and was considered at that period to be one of the best instructors of youth in the north of England. Immediately on leaving Mr. Harrison's academy at Manchester, Henry had the good fortune to become the private secretary of Dr. Percival, a physician of great general accomplishments and refined taste, whose example and judicious counsels were most instrumental in guiding the tastes of his young companion and in establishing habits of vigilant and appropriate expression. In this improving residence, Dr. Henry remained for the space of five years. He was then removed in the winter of 1795-6 to to the University of Edinburgh after having acquired some preliminary medical knowledge at the infirmary at Manchester. Prudential considerations compelled him to leave the university at the end of a year and commence general medical practice in company with his father. A few years' experience, however, showed the inadequacy of his delicate frame to bear up against the fatigues of this branch of the medical profession, and he was permitted in the year 1805 to return to the university at that time adorned by the learning of playfair and Stuart, so powerful was the stimulus given to his mental powers during his residence at the university that he often declared that the rest of his life active as it was appeared a state of inglorious repose when contrasted with this season of unremitted effort the period intervening between dr henry's two academic residences although passed in the engrossing occupations of his profession to which was added the superintendence of a chemical business previously established by his father was yet marked by several important contributions to science in seventeen ninety seven he communicated to the royal society an experimental memoir the first of a long series with which he enriched the transactions of that body the design of which was to establish the title of carbon to be ranked among elementary bodies which had been denied by austin beddoes and other eminent chemists in this paper he subsequently discovered a fallacy in his own reasoning which he exposed before it had been detected by any other chemist in 1800, he published in the Philosophical Transactions, his experiments on muriatic acid gas, and in 1803, made known to the Royal Society his elaborate experiments on the quantity of gases absorbed by water at different temperature and under different pressures. The result of which was the establishment of the law that water takes up of gas, condensed by one, two or more additional atmospheres, a quantity which would be equal to twice, thrice, etc., the volume absorbed under the ordinary pressure of the atmosphere. In 1808, Henry was elected a Fellow of the Royal Society, and in the same year, described in their transactions, a form of apparatus adapted to the combustion of larger quantities of gases than could be fired, in eudometric tubes. This apparatus, though now superseded, gave more accurate results than had ever before been attained. In the following year, 1809, the Copley gold medal was awarded to him for his valuable contributions to the transactions of the Royal Society. For the next 15 years, Dr. Henry continued his experiments on gases, making known to the Society the results from time to time. In his last communication, in 1824, he claimed the merit of having conquered the only difficulty that remained in a series of experiments on the analysis of the gaseous substances issuing from the destructive distillation of coal and oil. Viz. the ascertaining by chemical means the exact proportions which the gases left after the action of chlorine on oil and coal gas bear to each other this he accomplished by skilfully availing himself of the property recently discovered by doberreiner in finely divided platinum of causing gaseous combinations and he was thus enabled to prove the exact composition of the fire damp of mines all the experiments of dr henry which have been previously alluded to bore upon aeroform bodies But although these were his favorite studies, his acquaintance with general chemistry is proved by his elements of experimental chemistry to have been both sound and extensive. This work was one of the first on chemical science published in the country, which combined great literary elegance with the highest standard of scientific accuracy. His comparative analysis of many varieties of British and foreign salts were models of accurate analysis, and were important in dispelling the prejudices then popular in favor of the latter for economical purposes. His memoir on the theories of galvanic decomposition earned the cordial approval of Berzelius as being among the first maintaining that view which he himself so earnestly supported. It is greatly to be regretted that Dr. Henry did not contribute more to the literature of science, as he appears to have been eminently fitted both by natural tastes and by after culture, to expel in this particular respect. Especially is it to be regretted that he did not live to carry out the great literary project for which he had collected materials, a history of chemical discovery from the middle of the last century. He could have made it one of the most popular books in our tongue. In the general intercourse of society, Dr. Henry was distinguished by a polished courtesy, by an intuitive propriety and by a considerate forethought and respect for the feelings and opinions of others qualities issuing out of the same high-toned sensibility that guided his taste in letters and that softened and elevated his whole moral frame and bearing his comprehensive range of thought and knowledge his proneness to general speculation in contradistinction to detail his ready command of the refinements of language and the liveliness of his feelings and imagination rendered him a most instructive and engaging companion to the young and more especially to such as grave evidence of a taste for liberal studies his manner was peculiarly kind and encouraging in measuring the amount and importance of his contributions to chemical knowledge it must be borne in mind That in his season of greatest mental activity, he never enjoyed that uncontrolled command of time and that serene concentration of thought which are essential to the completion of great scientific designs. In more advanced life, when relieved from the duties of an extensive medical practice and other equally pressing avocations, growing infirmities and failing bodily power restrained him to studies not demanding personal exertion and even abridged his season of purely mental labor. That amid circumstances so unfriendly to original and sustained achievements in science, he should have accomplished so much, bears testimony to that energy of resolve, that unsubdued ardor of spirit which ever glowed within him, urging him steadily onwards in the career of honorable ambition, and prompting exertions more than commensurate with the decaying forces of a frame that had never been vigorous at intervals during his whole life dr henry suffered severely from the effect of the accident already mentioned the paroxysms of intense neuralgic agony which attacked him at length caused the whole nervous system to be so irritated as to deprive him of sleep and cause his death in september 1836 at the age of 61. Biographical account of the late Dr. Henry by his son, William Charles Henry, M.D., fellow of the Royal Society, etc. Encyclopedia Britannica, 8th edition. End of chapter 22.